Welcome to the Get Over Divorce podcast, where you'll learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman who can find real lasting love yet. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Hey, Tribe Sisters, welcome to the podcast. Um, I just want to give a huge shout out to my hubby. I know he's listening to this eventually. And we just celebrated our 11-year anniversary last weekend, and we had the best time. Now, if you know me, you know I live in Alaska, and we went to our favorite town called Girdwood. It's a little ski town, and... For the last six years, we owned a little ski chalet there, which was amazing. My boys love skiing, and they were a big ski family. But we had to sell it to roll that money into our current dream home that just broke ground last week. So we were also celebrating that. So we rented this little ski chalet back, our old ski chalet. And it was so amazing. I love the place so much. It was a little bit bittersweet to not own it, but also amazing at the same time that we still get to use it and nothing has changed. We sold it turnkey. So it was just really amazing and it was snowing super hard out. It was really gorgeous. We went to our favorite restaurant. We hung out outside under the covered patio with the heaters watching the snowfall. It was just really romantic. And I tell you all of this because many of you have hope that you can one day have love again, big, amazing love the way that you want it. And I want that for you. So if I can be an example that it's possible and that it's available to you, then I always want to be the messenger of that always. So as I record this, we are on the cusp of our holiday season, and I want to put some something out there in this podcast that's going to be useful and helpful to all of you that are going through the holidays during divorce or separation. And I think that holidays are always a hectic time for most people, but especially Now, if you are going through this divorce or separation, it's going to be especially hard. So for someone who's been there and done that, I have a couple of tips to help you get through it, and hopefully you won't spend the whole month under the covers, in bed, watching Ted Lasso on repeat. (laughs) So the first thing that, um, the first big idea that I want to share with you for this season is to put yourself first. That's right. I know it sounds shitty and selfish to some people out there, but hear me out. You need to make yourself number one in your life. Now, I have this conversation a lot with women, and they have a hard time doing this because they've never done it. They came out of a 20, 30, or 40-year marriage, and they gave and gave and gave to their ex, to their kids, And now that their kids are grown and they're alone, they have a hard time turning all that much-needed attention back in on themselves. And when you 
put yourself first, it means you might be willing to turn people away that might ask something of you that honestly you just don't want to deliver. Saying no is sometimes the best act of self-care that you can do. It's having boundaries. So be selective with what you say yes to. Is it something you really want to do? Then do it. Now, that also doesn't mean you are turning people down for invitations, okay? Like invitations to be their guests at their house or a dinner or a party. When I'm saying turn people down, I'm saying don't do something for them if they're asking something of you. Like your sister asking you to babysit so she can go to her Christmas party. Things like that. Like I want you guys to really put yourself first and let go of all of those shoulds that come up inside your head. When we talk about all of the things that we should be doing, that's a should. And it can be a form of self-abuse. It doesn't serve you to should all over yourself. Instead, find a way to unpack each of these things that come up for you. Because if you are shitting on yourself, you are beating yourself up because you're not being the perfect version of you that you somehow aspire to be. In fact, nobody is the perfect version of themselves, all right? But I meet so many women that have this false belief that they should be. So be gentle with yourself. Remind that niggling little voice inside your head that you are a work in progress. And the only thing you need to worry about is just simply finding some joy in each of your days. Because when you do that, you feel energized rather than depleted, right? All of that negative self-talk and that pressure to be perfect is depleting you. So just instead, look for a little bit of joy. All right, the next big idea I want to cover is that you get to reinvent how you celebrate the holidays this year. And what I mean by that is just because you used to have all these certain traditions doesn't mean you need to uphold any of them. I also don't want you to look back on all the traditions that you used to hold with your ex and feel sad about it. Right? I meet too many women that are just stuck spinning, looking at their past and in their brain, trying to recreate it and fix it. And you really can't. So stop doing that. It's just going to feel depleting if you keep doing that. So you get to reinvent what your holidays look like. And nothing is broken because you stopped an old tradition. Like all of those old traditions in the past, they served you. They served your old life. They served what your family looked like then, and it doesn't serve what your family looks like now. And it doesn't mean they need to be upheld no matter what the cost, right? I see a lot of women struggling with this because they had all these old traditions and they may be newly separated and they feel this pressure 
to do what they always did with their ex and celebrate Christmas with their ex. And honestly, that's not going to serve you next year if either of you are in a new relationship. So there is nothing wrong with stopping those traditions and maybe even doing something completely different, like taking a week-long vacation with yourself or a girlfriend and going to a beach, right? Or just going by yourself so that you can spend some time healing your soul and watching the waves on the beach while you bask in the glory of this amazing planet. I see so many women that feel obligated to spend the holidays a certain way or with certain people. But for those who just want to break away from those old thought patterns and disrupt that old way of thinking, you will be so grateful for doing something different. And I love this new phenomenon that we have right now called Friendsgiving. I just talked to one of my past clients and she was so glad that she doesn't have to cook and her kids are going to be at their dad's this year. And she is going to a friend's house. So she just gets to show up and bring extra wine. And rather than being sad that her kids are with their dad, she's making the most of it and enjoying somebody else's cooking for once, letting them do all the heavy lifting. I was also chatting with someone inside my Facebook group that described herself as being devastated and alone this Thanksgiving. And I get it. Like, we've all been there. And sometimes the best thing you can do for yourself is stay home alone and be willing to feel those feelings. It's not going to serve you to slap a smile on your face and force yourself out to Aunt Betty's if that is truly the last thing on earth you want to (laughs) do. You might just give yourself some alone time and really truly feel the feelings that are coming up for you. But there's a real difference between feeling the feelings and grieving and those who feel the feelings and purposely isolate themselves and pour over pictures of the past and send their kids guilt trips for spending the time with their dad, right? There is a big difference. The first one is moving forward and really truly processing their feelings. And the second one is sitting in a pity party on purpose. The first one is feeling their feelings consciously. And the other one is creating their feelings unconsciously and sitting in them. And the thing that really sets them apart is when you're really willing to sit with your feelings and feel your feelings You grieve and you mourn, but you don't sit in the past and regret and feel shame and blame. So what I'm saying is there is a productive way of grieving and there's a destructive way as well. The destructive way would be resisting reality and sifting through the past in your mind and trying to fix things inside your brain. And that's just not going to work. It's not going to heal you. And sometimes a destructive way is inviting other people to sit in your thoughts and feelings with you, 
which really just stirs up more destructive thoughts and feelings and emotions, right? So you can take the healing way to feeling your feelings or the destructive way and the destructive way is really resisting reality and not having acceptance around what is. So the third big idea I want to share with you is to really build on the first one. And the first one was to put yourself first. This one is to make it your priority to really get to know yourself again. Now, I think it's funny because like I give you three things and now I'm just building on the first one again because putting yourself first is really a big idea. And so I'm further breaking it down. Another way to put yourself first is to really deeply get to know yourself again. And I speak to a lot of women all the time. And one of the biggest complaints I hear is they say, I just don't know who I am anymore or what I even want or what I even like for that matter. So deeply getting to know yourself, your wants, your needs, your desires is so important. Now is your time. You get to find them all out. And you're not going to find it on the next season of Yellowstone or re-watching all the episodes of Bridgerton during this holiday season, right? Granted, those are all great, but I also want you to challenge yourself here because getting to know yourself deeply is a journey and it means trying on new things, getting out of your comfort zone. So this is why inside my Facebook group, Thriving Community, Women Supporting Women Through Divorce, if you're not there yet, (laughs) sorry for the long name, but you can search for it on Facebook. I post about getting out of your your comfort zone there regularly. I even asked the ladies in the group if they wanted a document that I created for my private clients that has 50 ways to get out of your comfort zone. And last time I looked, there were like 300 comments on that post right now. And I've been delivering the link to that document personally in Messenger because I really love connecting with all of you out there. So the thing is, getting out of your comfort zone doesn't mean or doesn't have to be going skydiving or taking a week-long silent meditation journey in a Buddhist temple (laughs) or going for a week-long hike in the Grand Canyon. It can be something really simple as long as it's a little uncomfortable. If it gives you those little prickly feelings of discomfort, good, do it. Now, let's face it. During this pandemic, we have all gotten really comfortable inside our comfort zone. Somebody even commented on that post, why would I want to get out of my comfort zone? (laughs) Why on earth would I do that? So funny. The reason is our comfort zone has shrunk during this pandemic, and it is harder and harder for us to do things that is good for us like getting out and being social, going out with girlfriends. 
I mean, heck, it, it was uncomfortable for me to to host a bunko party with my neighbors, right? I literally get like this anxiety around social events. I do it anyway, and I've gotten really comfortable getting out of my comfort zone, so it's not that hard for me like it might be for some people. That's why we do it. We do it to stretch that comfort zone. And the more you stretch your comfort zone, the more proud you are of yourself, the more exhilarated and excited you feel about yourself. So let me give you another real life example. I had a client that stretched her comfort zone by putting herself out there and dating. And she started dating this one guy on again and off again. In the process, she was learning a lot about herself. She was feeling her way through figuring out her boundaries, learning how she wanted to be treated. She was excited to be dating someone and they had a lot of really shared interests, but Ultimately, she decided not to go out with him anymore. And what I love most about this situation was she didn't allow herself to feel like she wasn't good enough for him because he wasn't stepping up to the plate and treating her the way that she wanted to be treated. She decided that he was not a fit for her because of this, right? She didn't go trying to change him. She also didn't make it mean anything about herself that he wasn't stepping up to the plate. She learned to look at these situations as just simply not being a fit for each other. This was huge growth for her because in the past, she would feel bad. She would feel like she wasn't chosen or she wasn't worthy or good enough for him. But with her new way of thinking, She's just like on to the next guy to see if he's a fit or not. And I love that she had this breakthrough because she's not waiting around for him to step up anymore. She recognizes it's not her. It's just not a fit, right? She recognizes that he's just not the person and she can't change him. So she's just fully accepting him for who he is but also not choosing him and trying to fit her life around him, right? That would have made her smaller. That would have made her trying to contort herself into fitting in to his life. And I see this all the time with women that don't know how to put their wants, needs, and desires first. They end up dating someone and they spend all of their time trying to please this man so that they feel wanted and needed and desired, but they're going about it the struggle best way by trying to fit a man into the mold of what they really want. And that's never going to work. So learn your wants, needs, and desires at your most deepest level about yourself, not about somebody else, about you And then when you find a man that supports those things and wants them for you too, then he's a fit. If he checks all the boxes and curls your toes and is a match for your wants, needs, and desires and supports them, 
then you might have a keeper, all right? But knowing yourself first is key. Even though you're still getting to know yourself in the dating process, know your wants, needs, and desires, even if they evolve and change over time, that's totally fine. But don't compromise yourself to try and fit into somebody else's life, right? If you're not a fit for each other, neither of you need to feel compromised. If you're a fit for each other, neither of you will feel compromised. If it's a fit, you're not going to have all these red flags popping up. You're just going to see all the green lights, right? All right, everyone, that's it for now. I hope you are going to put yourself first this holiday season and learn how to get your own needs met. Love it. Talk soon. Bye. Hey ladies, are you in my free Facebook group yet? It's called Thriving Community, Women Helping Women Through Divorce. You can search for it with that name in the search bar on Facebook or just click the link in the show notes. You'll be prompted to fill out a few short questions to get in, but on the inside, there are weekly live streams with me where you can interact with me directly and ask me questions. I'll see you there.